You're listening to The Caregiver's Corner, your trusted source for advice and insight for navigating the journey of aging and caregiving. Our podcast focuses on many of the questions, concerns, trends, and struggles older adults and caregivers face each day. Enjoy and learn from various contributors and guests with topics such as dementia, caregiving, end-of-life decisions, aging resources, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and here's your host, Matt Gallardo. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Caregiver's Corner podcast on SoundCloud. You can find us by searching Messiah Lifeways on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by visiting www.listennotes.com. So as we continue to battle the effects of COVID-19, another fight wages on particularly in the world of healthcare and long-term care. That battle or epidemic is the lack of caregivers. Now, when I say caregivers, I mean caregivers in every sense of the word, from family caregivers to nurses, aides, nurses, and doctors. Research shows that the supply of family caregivers is not expected to keep pace with the demand in the future. These dynamics have really contributed to the rise of a multi-billion dollar non-medical home care industry. And according to the U.S. Census data, there are about 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every single day, and they will top out around 76 million in 2029. This will provide tons of job opportunities. For instance, over the next 10 years, personal care aid jobs will be one of the fastest growing occupations with a growth rate of 26% compared to the average growth of most occupations of 7%. While the job opportunities will be plentiful, the actual number of available caregivers will fall short, resulting in extremely pricey care and major caregiver disparity. Now, despite a viable business built on demand, The lack of hands-on caregivers is handcuffing care providers from hiring sufficient quality staff. And this is just really part of the story. There's also a shortfall of healthcare workers in general, including doctors, nurses, and many other healthcare professionals. This is really a local, national, and global crisis that we must resolve through dialogue, innovation, and constructive solutions on workforce development. So I'm really excited to have a special guest with me today to help me tackle this topic. I'd like to welcome to the show, Jeffrey Roche. Jeffrey is the Senior Vice President of Workforce Development at Dignity Health Global Education. And if I may quote the website, Dignity Health Global Education works towards a healthier future for all driven by innovation and powered by humanity, where healthcare professionals are equipped with the skills, knowledge, and education they need to thrive in their roles, to impact the organizations they're in, and make a difference to the lives of others. Jeffrey is also a member of the corporate faculty population health team at Harrisburg University of Science and Technology, and also served as their executive director. Jeffrey's also an adjunct professor at Moravian College for their graduate business program. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthew. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining me today. Now, I shared a little bit about you, but can you tell us more about your journey and really how you find yourself now with Dignity Health Global Education? Sure, absolutely. And thanks again for for having me. And 
you know, here with you to talk about such an important topic throughout our throughout not just Pennsylvania, um, but our entire country. So yet, you know, throughout my career, I've been blessed, you know, started my career actually in acute care uh, hospital administration, uh, where uh, particularly in Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, with a, a community hospital, that's now part of Lehigh Valley Health Network, uh, where I served for nine years in various uh, leadership roles. Uh, but the majority of my time, I had the privilege to serve as the director of uh, public and government affairs, as well as business development, and had three distinct departments that I was responsible for, which included strategic planning and business development, as well as uh, our liaison program, which included both our EMS physician liaisons, as well as our post-acute liaisons, uh, as well as all of our public and government affairs uh, team. So I've always, despite the fact that have, you know, had a plethora of acute care hospital administration experience, did, you know, throughout my time there have a lot of work in the post-acute space uh, in building relationships, building networks of care. And so uh, I made a transition, as you know, into higher education, mm-hmm. really uh, during a time of, of great merger and consolidation within acute care uh, and, you know, have done similar work around building partnerships, advancing health care programs to support workforce needs and, and always trying to think differently about what it is and how it is that academics needs to meet the growing demands uh, of workforce at a time that only gets more challenging. And so have had the privilege to serve at both Lebanon Valley College uh, and then Harrisburg University, uh, and then just recently was recruited here to Dignity Health Global Education following my time at Harrisburg University to do very similar work, but now do it at a national level. Well, thank you. I quoted Dignity Health Global Education's vision uh, a moment ago, but let's delve a little bit deeper. Who and and why was the organization started and, and really what is the ultimate goal? Absolutely. So Dignity Health Global Education was uh, without question started by Dignity Health uh, with the support of of others. Um, And also, as you know, Dignity Health is also now part of Common Spirit Health, which is the largest not-for-profit mission-based healthcare organization uh, within the United States. With, you know, this idea that not only does Common Spirit have, you know, robust healthcare workforce needs throughout the full continuum of care, because they also have senior living, uh, particularly in the Midwest part uh, of their territory, but also that the needs are so great across the country that Dignity Health Global Education's focus is to help transform the healthcare workforce of today while also looking at the healthcare workforce of tomorrow. And that is to be done through skills-based training, certificate, and degree programs that are delivered in a way that is very different than traditional academic models. You know, these are cohort models that bring together students of all different backgrounds, uh, whether it's a certificate program uh, or degree programs, as well as sometimes even short-based training programs, and done in a way that is is different uh, from the perspective of of engaging our students uh, where they're at. Majority of our students, as you can imagine, are truly working learners, you know, they're working full or part-time in the work that they do as caregivers, uh, as leaders. And so our focus is to be there alongside of them to help upskill, reskill, and help them identify with where they are as a leader, uh, if that's their chosen quest in, in their career, uh, or help them understand where they want to go as a caregiver. If that's their focus. And so we do that work uh, through an online model that we've developed that is asynchronous, 
But the key difference that Dignity Health Global Education has is that everything we do is built for healthcare by healthcare. And why, uh, why I say that and, and truly authentically mean it is that from the very beginning of any idea that is shared with us, that comes from healthcare, the full continuum of healthcare, we engage industry leaders at all levels of healthcare to delve into what that challenge is, what that problem is, and how can we come forward with a solution. And then those same folks, as well as others, are engaged through focus groups. Uh, some then uh, join us as subject matter experts. And then ultimately, in every program that we offer, we have facilitators. And those facilitators are there as mentors, uh, as, as healthcare leaders, both current and sometimes retired, that are going to be there to serve as, as a help to the, each student as they go through our programs and help them understand you know, and delve into the healthcare topics so it's very practical and it's very applied. And so despite the fact that it's an online program, uh, as all of them are, these are truly life-changing, transforming programs, because not only do you have the opportunity to engage with faculty at some of the nation's best academic institutions, you also have the opportunity to build lifelong relationships with your fellow students and healthcare leaders who serve as our facilitators. And so we are focused entirely on transforming the healthcare workforce of today and tomorrow and it's done through this phenomenal model yeah and it's an amazing program and i like some of the words you used reskill I, I think for a lot of healthcare professionals and providers the need to sort of revitalize and renew our commitment and our knowledge is really really important and i also like the fact that you talked about that this is built for healthcare by healthcare. And, and that sort of leads to my, my next point. I don't believe the average person can really appreciate the critical points we've reached regarding the healthcare workforce crisis. Uh, I mentioned a few stats earlier, but can you share more insight and details on the shortfall of healthcare workers um, in the United States? Absolutely. I think, you know, as you said, and you coined it correctly, we, we are at a crisis point. It uh, doesn't matter at what level of the continuum of healthcare, whether we talk about pre-hospital, acute care, post-acute, on through. Mm-hmm. We are at an, a, a critical inflection point uh, where in many aspects, we are truly at a crisis level. You know, when we talk about crisis in workforce, we have to be honest with ourselves that that stems everything, you know, from even prior to the pandemic, as you know, Yes. You know, there were senior living organizations, uh, as well as those even in the acute care space saying we are truly hitting a point uh, of potential no return where we don't have enough staff in various different levels from, you know, allied health uh, to personal care assistance to nursing uh, to even administrative uh, at all levels, clinical, non-clinical. We are truly in a very challenging situation. And then the pandemic hit. Uh, And as obviously, as you know, firsthand, that challenge became even more real and continues to become more real, you know, despite the fact that, yeah, we've made it through 2020 and now sit, uh, you know, almost halfway through in in 2021, where we're experiencing, you know, continued workforce challenges. Uh, And some of that obviously comes to the idea that folks have been burnt out. They've been there, you know, taking care of some of the individuals that have been the most compromised uh, in their life as a result of COVID, but other health, you know, challenges. Also, you know, societally, 
while we've respected and appreciated our healthcare workforce, I think we, we've got to sit back and understand that despite how much we've appreciated them through this most challenging time in many people's lifetime, we also continue to see aspects of uh, workplace violence in our healthcare settings, bullying on top of burnout, on top of you know just the sheer fact of this being hard work. Yes, important work, work mm-hmm. worth doing, but yet also still hard work. And then I think, you know, we also have to be very honest about the fact that we see here as a nation um, that, you know, there are requirements, just like any other time as it relates to the vaccine, that are also making it challenging for for organizations to staff. Yes. And so, you know, when I look at this, I look at it from the vantage point that, yes, we are without question at a crisis. Every day we hear of the nursing challenges in every organization. We can't keep enough nurses. We don't have enough RNs. We don't have enough LPNs. But we have to remember that this is at all levels. And there's other. There's another aspect that I want to briefly mention too. And that is truly at the administrative level, as well as even at the clinician provider level, particularly at the physician uh, advanced level, practitioner level, uh, as well as at the leadership level. You know, we're, we're, we're also hitting uh, an inflection point where we've got to be talking more about succession planning. And more importantly, we have got to develop leadership development programs at all levels that truly looks to keep people in senior living, just like any other aspect of healthcare, help them understand that this is work worth doing and reward them, you know, give them opportunities for education, training, uh, and, and, you know, professional development, help them understand what's unique and special about the environment that they're in, celebrate the fact that they're young, uh, if they're young, help them understand as a mid-level leader, you have the opportunity to become a senior executive leader. We've got to do a lot more around coaching, empowering, and mentoring, uh, or this inflection point uh, will only become uh, a more significant crisis. And ultimately, as you know, when we don't have the staffing, uh, our patient safety and patient care suffers. Yes, absolutely. And I've worked in long-term care and healthcare for over 20 years. And just over the last two years, and as you said, particularly when COVID arrived, just the number of people that are are burned out and they're done, that they've left the healthcare industry. And we can continue to see that. And a lot of providers uh, throughout the country have either closed or they've shuttered part of their healthcare or part of their nursing home, assisted living, whatever the case may be. Because we simply just don't have enough caregivers. It's a, a really critical point. So, we know what the problem is. Uh, we've identified a lot of those issues, uh, but let's talk about some of the solutions that Dignity Health and other organizations are working on, such as the Equity Impact Scholarship. Uh, if I may, once again, quote the section of the website dedicated to the scholarship program. So imagine a world where only 11% of the RN workforce is male. Only 5% of physicians identify as African-American, and only 27% of board members at the top 100 U.S. hospitals are women. This is the healthcare workforce we know today. Uh, We believe we can do better, and that's why they have partnered with Common Spirit Health to promote inclusion, diversity, and equity in healthcare 
through a $3 million scholarship program geared towards healthcare professionals who are looking to develop their skills, knowledge, and expertise through skills-based education and training, which you mentioned. This scholarship offers experiential learning by providing access to top-tier institutions and relevant educational programs that will help professionals in health solve the diverse challenges they're facing. So this 2021 fund spans eight certificates and three degree programs that Dignity Health is offering with over a a thousand scholarships ranging from fifteen hundred all the way up to thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, so you know this equity impact scholarship is without question such a game changer when we talk about uh, workforce. For a long time, we've all talked about you know in the academic circles how how important it is that we have education that's accessible to everyone. But that's still a challenge when we talk about, you know, various different populations. And it's even more a challenge when we talk about even individuals in the senior living community. I mean, yes, people automatically say, well, an employer offers tuition reimbursement. But oftentimes, while that tuition reimbursement is is a benefit, uh, it's not going to cover a full program. And I think when we talk about, you know, individuals who who have a desire, but also a need to upskill at times as well as reskill, We've got to think of different ways to help them. And that's what this Equity Impact Scholarship is truly about. You know, this is this is the opportunity that as an individual, you can take, you know, one of the certificate programs. Uh, you can take, you know, you can apply uh, and hopefully be accepted to one of the degree programs and, and you know, have a scholarship that's going to help make this even more possible than it ever was before. And not have to go through the more traditional means of going through financial aid and all the other aspects that those of us that have been in education are, are quite familiar with. But literally, you know, share your story. Uh, you know, it's a personal statement of 800 to 2,000 words. Really, and it's truly all about your story. Why is, you know, diversity, equity, uh, and inclusion important to you? And how would this educational opportunity help not only advance you personally and professionally, but also advance these vital issues within our healthcare system at all levels. Uh, this is not in any way ever just for acute care. This is for everyone that is in any aspect of our healthcare, as well as those who are not actually working in healthcare today, but have a desire to take this next step so they can obtain uh, that first healthcare position. And so this is truly about equity. And you know, to your point, I think it's also important that we highlight the fact that even when you look at senior living, where senior living oftentimes has had more, you know, women in leadership uh, than acute care in many cases, we still have a lot of work to do. We've got to diversify leadership. We've got to diversify the boards. We've got to diversify all aspects of our care team so that our, our care team, our leaders, and our, our professionals at all levels of our organizations look like the patients and families that they serve. Yeah. And full disclosure, I am one of those scholarship recipients. I'm really, really excited about this program. It's the mini MBA in healthcare through the University of Arizona. And again, you, you talked earlier about revitalizing those that are already in the industry. And whether it's COVID or dealing with the workforce shortages, I think a lot of professionals and other providers like myself are at a point where are we considering moving away from healthcare and long-term care? Again, a lot of our peers have been doing that. 
but these scholarship opportunities and these learning opportunities, I think can really help a lot of professionals throughout the country uh, to help the workforce issues and to help provide a more equitable workforce. So I'm really, really excited about this opportunity. And you and I were talking a little bit earlier about some of the, the opportunities. And what's really amazing is some of the very prestigious schools that are participating in this scholarship and education program, uh, including Duke, uh, University of Arizona, American University, Pepperdine. What has been the response or what really motivated some of these schools to be a part of the Impact Scholarship? Well, obviously, as you know, all of the the certificate as well as the degree programs that we offer, you know, these are our academic partners. And so, and what I mean by that is that as needs have been uh, brought to, to Dignity Health Global Education over the roughly two years uh, that we've been here privileged to serve uh, the healthcare workforce across all the United States and help, help them uh, meet their professional development needs uh, and education and training challenges, as, as we all know, these are our academic partners. And so these are the, the team members that we have worked with to literally customize and develop these programs in a way, again, that has been built for healthcare by healthcare. And so, you know, these are the academic folks that have come together with our industry leaders at all levels of healthcare from across the country to develop these programs and now have the opportunity to ascertain them through the Equity Impact Scholarship. And so what is awesome about that is that to your point, you know, you have an opportunity to uh, apply for the Equity Impact Scholarship and, you know, receive a scholarship at all various different levels, you know, to earn a certificate in nurse leadership as, and, you know, a certificate in healthcare leadership through Duke, you know, a certificate in healthcare project management with American University, you know, a certificate in innovation in healthcare management with Arizona State University. And then obviously, as you know, two programs with Pepperdine, a certificate in healthcare analytics and a certificate in healthcare marketing. And then obviously, you know, with the University of Arizona LR uh, team, the opportunity for a mini MBA in healthcare uh, or a mini MBA in rural healthcare. You know, this is, this is really important because as I mentioned before, you know, not everyone, when we talk of reskill and upskill, has to think of a degree program. There are awesome opportunities to take certificate uh, or in a mini MBA case, the opportunity that this may be an individual that already has a master's, this may be an individual that already has a bachelor's, but you know, to your point, they're, they're thinking about other options after a really trying time in long-term living. And, you know, what I will tell them is that this Equity Impact Scholarship is for them as well. This experiential opportunity where you can learn in a cohort-based model, despite the fact that it's online, it will come across as if you're in person because you'll have the opportunity to truly engage in our online learning platform, truly get to know your fellow students. And I will tell you, prior to being recruited to Dignity Health global education and having the privilege to serve with our amazing team here. I took the Duke program about a year and a half ago, uh, hmm. certificate in healthcare leadership. And it was profound. It was transformative for me 
as someone that has, you know, like you, had a very uh, robust healthcare leadership background, because it taught me important elements that I needed to actually reflect on personally. And that's something really important about all of our programs is that, yes, it's also about us as a professional, but also us as a person. And, you know, leadership, when we talk of leadership, there is no way you can ever talk of leadership without also thinking, reflecting on you as an individual. And the power of that cohort model is so important. And that's what we have found through all of our programs. And so this is truly a phenomenal opportunity. And the other thing I want to say is that long-term care is work worth doing. Yes, we hear people. It has been a challenging time, but the profound impact and difference that individuals have and do make in the lives of families and patients is work worth doing. And we have to lift that up more than ever. We've got to help them understand that there are opportunities like this Equity Impact Scholarship that can truly give back to them. And the other thing I should mention, too, is there's two degree programs. uh, Well, there's three, as you mentioned, two that I think could appeal as well. And that's one is an RN to BSN completion program with Mercy College Plus. You know, Mercy College is a longstanding health science school that's been there only academic area has been the health sciences. Uh, they're in Iowa. Uh, this is a full, and particularly when we talk of mission-based, Mercy College is a mission-based health science school, a fully online accredited RN to BSM. And with the scholarship, a student could earn up to $7,500 towards a $10,000 degree. Really profound opportunity. And then also a fully online accredited MBA in healthcare with Northern Arizona University. Another awesome opportunity being built as we speak by our healthcare industry leaders with Northern Arizona University. And that is an MBA uh, that normally total cost would be under $20,000. Actually, uh, with the scholarship, if they get the full uh, scholarship that's available, would bring that to under $15,000. And obviously, some employer, uh, some employers may be able to help cover some of that. So there are awesome opportunities. And I, I can't stress enough that this is an a focus on equity and the need for us to diversify and be more inclusive in all aspects of our healthcare. Absolutely. And as I said, I'm, I'm really excited for my program to start and would certainly encourage others that are looking to expand their knowledge base and insight. And as we've said a few times, reskill and upskill and really revitalize their commitment to the healthcare and long-term care industries. Uh, Jeffrey, I want to I want to thank you again for coming on today's podcast to discuss these challenges and, and also some of the solutions. These challenges that we're facing, we really need to be innovative, and these solutions are substantial that can really combat the problem. I'm going to put the links to Dignity Health Global Education and the Equity Impact Scholarship in the show notes. We'll also have a listing of all the different schools and the degrees and certificates uh, that Jeffrey had mentioned as well. So if you are listening and you want to help make a difference in the future of healthcare and long-term care, please check out this information, uh, look into the scholarships, look into Dignity Health as well, share today's message and share the information about the, the program. 
it's really going to take a massive collaborative effort to correct this crisis uh, so we can all receive the care that we need and deserve. And that's for those that need it today and tomorrow. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the number of baby boomers is really uh, a large mass of people. And if we don't fix this problem, the crisis will only get worse. So Jeffrey, again, thank you for coming in. Any last thoughts you want to share? You know, the only thing I would want to share is just, again, a a profound thanks to you and and the entire team at Messiah Lifeways for not only, uh, you know, this opportunity, but more importantly, the work that you all do. Today is more than ever where we've got to find collaborative and partnership opportunities to really drive solutions in this space. Uh, And at a time when we're truly at a crisis that only seems to get worse with workforce challenges, it's going to take a lot of different way of thinking. It's going to take a lot of uh, bringing diverse voices to the table. And uh, the more that we can bring diverse voices at all levels to the table to help address these issues, we can continue to have the profound impact uh, that we are all called to do, and that's to serve in healthcare. So thank you for your service. And obviously to the entire team, thank you for all that they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. And once again, thank you all for listening. And remember, you cannot care for others if you are not taking care of yourself. So until next time, take care. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to The Caregiver's Corner and never miss an episode. Or if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to cover, please contact us at area code 717-591-7225. Thanks again for listening.